It is so good to be in this physical space with you tonight on a cold, cold evening. I suspect that many of us have had similar experiences over the last few years. As people learn that we are in seminary or heading towards seminary, preparing to become priests and ministers in the church, we find ourselves in different kinds of conversations, fielding a wide range of questions. We're the ones now asked to say grace at Thanksgiving and family meals, of course. Friends get embarrassed if they say four-letter words in front of us. We're asked about funerals and giving last rites, about prayer, about baptism, and occasionally about exorcism. In January, I got a question I never saw coming. First, a series of text messages from my sister, who is a public school kindergarten teacher down in southwest, southwestern Virginia. Out of the blue, she sent me three scriptural citations, two Old Testament, one New Testament. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, and Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. And then just as I was starting to have a GOE flashback, she asked, are these good tattoo, are these good scriptures to be tattooed on your body? This guy I met on Match.com has them. <laughs> we get all kinds of questions. <laughs> so, wearing my sister-slash-seminary hat, I looked them up and sent back a fairly reassuring set of texts from Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. From Jeremiah, for surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. And from Philippians, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. These questions and conversations do emerge in all kinds of unexpected places. One evening in the orchestra pit, some months before I left for seminary, a fellow musician telling me he'd been playing at a church where the minister was preaching against the LGBTQ community and it was troubling him. What did I think? A few months ago, a Facebook message in the middle of the night from someone I knew a couple careers ago, a Methodist, asking me if I could recommend a prayer from the BCP for her mother's funeral. Today's lessons hold so much that speaks to us in this place and time. They are a call to do the work we have committed ourselves to do, to be disciples, to abide in Christ's love, to love one another, to speak the truth from our hearts, to bear fruit in the world, to be transformed, and to be part of God's work of transformation, to live as Matthias and the first disciples did 2,000 years ago as faithful and true pastors. Paul's letter to the church in Philippi, the Gospel of John, the stories of the early church as told in the book of Acts, as Jesus' friends sought to carry on his work after the betrayal, after the crucifixion, after the resurrection and the ascension, 
These are texts written when the church was trying to understand itself and its place in the world. At a time when the world itself, to quote the Book of Acts and the libretto of Hamilton, was being turned upside down. By the radical, loving ideas of Jesus Christ and by those who would silence them. These texts are texts for us today, ancient and still relevant letters to a church trying to understand itself and its place in a world turned upside down by politics, by pandemic, by prejudice, by war. And as I have read and reread them, I've kept coming back to these words from the epistle, especially this week, especially this evening, as we follow the news from Eastern Europe. Our citizenship is in heaven. Paul was writing to the Philippians somewhere in the middle of the first century from prison, maybe Ephesus, maybe Caesarea, maybe Rome. For the ancient Romans, citizenship was not universal. Paul was a Roman citizen, though in the end that did not protect him. Citizenship then was tied to birth, gender, wealth, and property. Paul's letter proposed something radical, that the prize was not citizenship, not Roman citizenship, but rather a more difficult citizenship, a more challenging fellowship based on a faith and love that is for all people. Some of the words we read today from his letter went on to form the foundation of a hymn that became one of the most powerful songs of the civil rights movement 2,000 years later. Paul writes, our citizenship is in heaven. I believe these texts also argue that our citizenship is also right here in the world. The citizenship that Paul wrote about 2,000 years ago is a radical citizenship. We are living and must live today as a people of faith, not a citizenship of geography or taxes, passports or lines drawn on maps, but a citizenship of shared humanity, shared dignity, and shared love. It is the citizenship that our baptismal covenant invites us into and that our baptismal covenant tells us to invite the world into. Our citizenship is in heaven and our citizenship is on earth. It is wherever we share place and time and the human journey. We are citizens of this holy hill we are citizens of this sacred space where we pray and sing this evening. We are citizens of Alexandria, and we are citizens of Baltimore. We are citizens of New York and Sudan and Palestine and Ghana, Kenya and Nigeria and Cuba and Texas and Sri Lanka and Tanzania. We are citizens of Ukraine, and we are citizens of Russia. We are citizens of the Deep South and the Snowy North, the Appalachian Mountains and the Rocky Mountains, we are citizens of lands that others treasured before we did. We are citizens of Republicans and Democrats, Baptists, Presbyterians, and Catholics. <clears throat> we are citizens of already, not yet. Citizens of social justice and of sacrament. We are citizens with and of one another, wherever our work as people of faith takes us. Washing the feet of the homeless, protesting in the streets of D.C., praying with prisoners, holding the hands of the dying, 
being present in churches and synagogues, hospital rooms and living rooms, classrooms and conference rooms, orchestra pits, Facebook pages, town halls, community gardens, AA meetings, soup kitchens, and embassies, standing in witness and standing in vigil, standing for peace wherever that peace is threatened or demolished. This citizenship does not begin or end at borders of geography or politics or race or gender or money or power or military might. It is a citizenship that stretches across borders and gathers us all in. We are citizens of heaven and earth, and our work is the work of love. The fruit that Jesus talks about in today's gospel, that image of vine and branches, our faith and our work planted in the ground of Christ's love. As Logan reminded us earlier this week, love is the way, but it is not always easy. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. For surely I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for your welfare and not for harm, to give you a future with hope. We can do all things through him who strengthens us. As we head back into the world to plant and pray and teach and preach, to stand witness, to stand vigil, to stand for peace. These are good verses to have tattooed on our bodies and certainly on our hearts. Amen. <laughs>